Hi everybody and welcome to the Youthscape podcast. We're so glad that you tuned in. Um, and I'm Rachel Gardner and I'm sat here next to my lovely friend, Martin Saunders, who is looking a little bit sparkly. So we're just going to ask him, where has the glitter come from? Martin, why are you covered in gold glitter? Who knows? Is it a supernatural Generally, phenomenon? I can actually see some. It's like you're, you're dandruffing gold glitter. Yeah. Because I think actually yesterday you were the butt of a joke here in the office. I was a little bit, yes. Well, obviously and we I'm do not, very serious work here. I'm not bitter about it. I'm <laughs> not bitter. Would you like to explain well, what's happened? All right, so we'll get, we'll get on to this. Yeah. Essentially, I wrote an article for uh, the website Christian Today about uh, the phenomena in Bethel Church in mm. Redding, California, where they see... Uh, in worship, something that they call the glory cloud, yeah. which a filmmaker has captured now on video, and uh, and what it is is a sort of odd cloud of gold, sparkly glitter. It is phenomenal, actually, isn't in, it? When you in watch the it? roof of the building, mm. uh, sort of up above people. Mm. That's that sort of is said to descend on the worshippers below. Mm. That happens during worship at Bethel sometimes, and so I wrote a little thing just saying, "What is this?" and uh, the gist of my argument we might get onto. Anyway, hilarious colleagues that I have decided to uh, spring a little practical joke mm. on me. Uh, so they, they, con- they, they basically contrived a mechanism by which when I opened the door to my locker, because we work at Grange Hill, uh, the, uh, the, 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 there would be a cloud of gold glitter projected upon me. And, uh, and so, um, so I opened the door to my locker yesterday morning with people all standing around me with camera phones. Didn't, didn't, Just... didn't spot it, didn't understand oh, why. Oh, beautiful. And, uh, and gold glitter everywhere, including now on my clothes, which I It is lovely. It's, it's, it's covering you in a gorgeous gold glow. Yeah. And I do love it. I think people sometimes say, what does, what does Youthscape mean by innovation? I think this is what we mean. I think we just mean that we take the resources in the building and we just pull fantastic practical jokes on That's our beloved, esteemed colleagues. But because but I, I am genuinely intrigued by this, yeah. I, I, I've watched and re- re-watched the films, and mm-hmm. I, and and I want to have a heart wide open to this because God could do anything, That's can't it. He? He could grief, I, He could do this and and more. But, but, but how how do you sort of well, answer this? What so I think a lot of people have said, look, you know, if first of all. It's just sweat hitting the lights and creating this phenomena. Um, there may be a scientific explanation f- for this. Mm. I'm, I'm totally open to that. Other people have said, look, uh, if God is not, you know, doing anything about children with mm. horrific illnesses, but is, um, but is making a cloud of glitter, then we've probably got bigger problems and more to worry about. Well, I don't buy that. Mm. And I think... If God is God, then he can choose to do whatever he wants to do. Absolutely. And if in some tiny way he wants to reveal an infinitesimal amount of his um, presence and glory mm. in, in, a, in a film that we might find faintly ridiculous, then of course he can do that. Mm. Of course he can do that. And if, we don't, if our cynicism and our, we become so hardened mm. that we can't, um, we can't even entertain the possibility that he could choose to do something like that, and I think we've lost something of the mystery and the mm. uh, and the and the and the hugeness of God. Mm. Um, and and he could. I mean, he speaks in the Bible through an ass, doesn't mm. he? And mm. there's there's lots of other crazy little things that happen in the Bible. Which God is strange. You could. He is strange, yeah. and you could apply this this uh, a lot to the to the Bible. You could say, well, you know, why did Jesus bother 
turning water into wine mm. when there were a load of people mm. dying mm. Uh, in Jerusalem? Why didn't mm. he just rush over there and start healing mm. people? So I think that, I don't know that that argument really stands yeah. up. I, suppose, I, I would say it's always good to question. I think when, I, I'd never want to say, don't question, don't probe, don't want to find out more. But I, isn't it Paul in the New Testament in Ephesians talks about we're a community of gentleness. And I think the mm. way, one of the, some theologians say, the way that Paul uses the word gentleness is not the kind of put your cup down quietly, don't make a noise. It's actually that the way we relate to God, mm. actually that, that mm. we come under what God says. So yeah. we are open, we are gentle. God, we, this could possibly be you. My heart's going to be gentle to this experience. It's going to be open. And we, we've heard stories here, haven't we, locally of a church yeah. Um I don't know whether they're similar to Bethel or not. I don't know. I think they're probably pretty mainstream church. Yeah, they're not but, similar to Bethel. But they're experiencing something very different, very similar. People yeah. open their hands for communion and they find some gold on their hands. I, I remember when I was growing up, actually, at Ashburnham. Um, I think I probably shared this on the podcast. Sorry if I have. But we were having a really tough time in the community. It was a community that we we lived in as part of our family. And it was a really, really tough time. My dad and I went to the 24-7 prayer space that we had there. Um, and began to pray and the room filled with smoke it yeah. filled with smoke and as mm. people came in that evening for evening worship it transformed everything so mm. I think these are mysterious things mm. we, we can't pin them down we can't yeah. define them we can't say ah that is that and that leads to that and the chance mm. are if we could do that it probably wouldn't be God would it yeah, yeah. And, and if people have been to Soul Survivor uh-huh. They may have heard. I've, I've got a hunch Mike Pilavachi might repeat some of those stories occasionally. <laughs> oh, bless him. And, uh, I love and, it. Yeah, oh no. we, we, we all know. We all bingo. love it. We all love it. Yeah. But um, have you heard him tell the story about the oily hands man? Do you so, know, I've not heard that one. So he no. used to uh, uh, have a man who would come and do prayer ministry around uh, the festivals. Yeah. And when he prayed for people, when he was doing prayer uh. ministry, his hands started to become oily. Wow. Not in a sort of slightly sweaty greasy sense okay. a sense that the oil was anointing oil oh, was sort of emerging from this man yeah, yeah. And, and 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 an extraordinary kind of phenomenon i want more, uh, of, that. I want more yeah. of that and again you with all of these things you go, oh that sounds a bit weird i'll tell you the one that's really so this is the this is the one that's really challenging so a friend a good friend of mine uh, edward green who is a um a minister in a anglo-catholic oh, church has uh, uh, responded to this article that i wrote and said um, you know, I, I used to be cynical about this sort of thing, but in the more Catholic tradition that I now am um, uh, in, in, um, part of, we've been in prayer meetings where we've had icons in the, in the room and we've seen them transform into actual sort of supernatural presence, wow. not, not wow. a physical object anymore. Wow. Now, for some people listening, that may be mm. theologically troubling mm-hmm. but actually like that's not it's not the point is it's not just something that is claimed by really yes. out there pentecostal charismatics yeah. it's actually something that oh. all you know yes. parts of the church or the whole body yeah, the whole yeah. body seem to, seem to sort of say this yeah. weird stuff that happens but, that, but that's great though if you think about our own tradition here in the uk it's a celtic tradition so 400 years after Christ, we have these incredible monks that travel miles over the open seas, they land on our shores, and they adopt a spirituality that is raw. And so what word do they use to explain the spirit? It's not a dove, it's not a pigeon, it's not a cute little bird, it's a wild goose that mm. honks mm. and won't be controlled and has a strong wingspan. So I, I think if this can lead us towards kind of digging up a little bit of our raw spirituality that says God is untamable. You don't subdue him, you pursue him. Like if we could capture some of that again, that would be 
phenomenal. Doesn't that lead us well into today's interview? It does. Doesn't it? <laughs> Almost like you did that on purpose. I planned it. Well, of course we did, lovely listeners, but what an amazing conversation because our, our guest today is a very good friend of mine called Bry Draper. And I think I say it in the interview, but I'm just going to say again, he he is somebody who absolutely practices every single thing you hear him say. He embodies this. This is him. And I've known Bry for a very, very long time. He's a singer and a songwriter. He's an author. He's a poet. He's an agitator. He's a prophet. Um, he's behind stuff like um, the alt worship movement and um, the labyrinth stuff that happened back in the sort of early 90s. And, and he's, so he's been around youth mm. ministry and around mm. the Christian scene for a long time, really popular in Greenbelt as a speaker and as a writer. And he used to edit Third Way magazine. Yeah, do you remember Third Way? I do. Yeah. So I talked to him about, about his book that came out a couple of years ago about soulfulness. Um, and about how we open up that kind of listen to the voice of our soul and allow God to connect deeply with who we are and deeply with who God is. And this is the conversation. The Utescape Podcast. So um, I, I am very, I'm always excited interviewing our podcast guests, but I'm really excited because... Number one, you're my friend, Bri. I love you. You're my friend. And number two, because actually normally on the podcast, we get youth work practitioners um, and youth ministers. And actually today we're branching out and we're, we're having a conversation with somebody who is kind of outside the working youth ministry world, but has so much richness to bring. So Bri Draper, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's... But, um, Bri, I, I think you, um, I have a list here of all the things I want to say to introduce you to people the most important thing obviously is that I am your friend and that you are my friend that that obviously goes that absolutely day. but um you you might have been heard people might have heard you on thought for the day on radio four that's something that you do is it it's quite regularly isn't it it's quite regularly yes I do a run of um three or four Saturdays um probably three or four times a year so I do I don't know 12 14 thought for the day broadcasts each year yeah and I've been doing that for 13 years or something oh, now, I can't quite believe that. That is but... fantastic. And, and you are a speaker, a writer, a thinker, a reflector, and um, very, very, I mean, how would you describe yourself, what you do? I've just listed the things that you do, but how would you describe what your thing well, is? Well, good question. I do, I do a number of those things, like writing and speaking and leading retreats. I love to get people outside. I, I, I just really love to help people make deeper connections between uh, life and faith, really, to, 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 to live well at a deeper level. So I love to make space for people and then help people to really make deeper connections mm. with themselves and with God and with the world around them. And, and what's quite exciting, I think, is just that you've, uh, have you coined this new phrase? Like, we, we've probably heard of the phrase mindfulness, but yeah. the, the book that you wrote, it's a couple of years ago now, wasn't it? Soulfulness. Is that Soulfulness. a phrase that you've coined, that, that term? Um, it's, 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 it's a phrase that, that came to me, although, you know, when you're, you're doing the research, you see that other people are, are playing with the, uh, the word as well. So, um, I mean, I just, I love the phrase. I, I, I've got a whole load of things out of mindfulness that we can talk about later, but, but you, you know... It, I think the word soul, I just love the word mm. soul. And, uh, and that idea of uh, uh, living a soulful life is uh, something that excites me. So I can't claim to be 
an absolute originator, but I think that I, I hadn't read anyone else before I started writing about soulfulness. Oh, it's amazing. So before, I can hear people thinking, what is, what is soulfulness? Before I ask you that, I, I noticed that a little while ago on Twitter, I put a link to a photo of a house in Scotland, and some of you <laughs> listening might have seen this as well. And we've got a little bit of debate going online about about this house, because it's in the middle of Scotland, in the middle of nowhere, it's for sale. It's about £300,000, it's for sale. And it's on the edge of a lock, and it is absolutely remote. Like, it says on it, like, you know, there's nobody for miles around, you're miles from anywhere. I think you're about two hours from the nearest village or something. And, and I had a conversation with my husband where I was like, oh my goodness, that would be my idea of hell. And he was like, oh my goodness, that would be my idea of heaven. So, Mr. Soulfulness, how, I, I think you responded by saying, Jace, I'm there with you. I mean, what is it about yeah. that that draws you? I'm moving in with your husband. <laughs> I'd love that. I, I, well, I, I think there's just something about being in the middle of nowhere, being right in the middle of pristine nature being able to step outside your door and not hear someone else's stereo booming from <laughs> next door or not being able to hear a pneumatic drill going and uh, and and just having that sort of deep sense of solitude i do realize however i have been thinking about this since i said it would be my idea of heaven and i do realize that i would be pretty incapable of looking after myself <laughs> so unless jason was there with me to help i, I i'm not sure i'd survive oh my goodness. do you know he is great at knowing which frogs you can lick and which bit of bark you can use as toothpaste he's great he'd be he'd have it all sorted but i suppose what i loved about that was that very quickly people tapped it like all of us tapped into something really deep inside like the soul space didn't we like some of us are going no i actually i need that i need people and I, I need the noise yeah. that feeds me and other people were saying oh no that's i just love the thought of how i would grow internally if the if the landscape around me was fast and i guess when, when i think of the word soul it, it feels like a physical space but how would you define soul and soulfulness yeah i think definitely um you know, you mentioned the physicality, and this is where I think soul is more helpful than the word spiritual sometimes. And people can be put off the word spiritual, can't they? And, yeah. and we can start thinking about sort of airy fairy, slightly weird, new agey stuff, you know, drifting off on some kind of plume of incense, if you like. And, and what I love about soul is, well, the, the first time the word soul comes up in the King James Version of the Bible is, is, is in Genesis 1.27, when uh, God takes the, 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 the earth and um, forms a man out of it and then breathes life, spirit, into the man. And the man becomes uh, nefesh, which is the Hebrew word, which they translated as a living soul. Yeah. And I just love the fact that um, there in the Bible, right at the very beginning of the creation story, you've got um, you've got God um, creating something out of matter and spirit, mm. and creating what for me, just thinking about it poetically, is is something that's greater than the sum of those parts. Mm. That is, the, the, and that's for me what soul all, always is about. It's about it's being, it's rooted in the physical. So, you know, we've, we, we just walked into the house five minutes ago, Rach, and um, my wife, Catherine, had, had, had put the bread maker on. We walked back in wow. to this smell yeah. of freshly baking bread. And that smell yeah. just um, immediately um, 
stirs my soul. And I think it does a lot of people. Or you, it might be the smell of freshly cut grass yeah. or, or something yeah. like that. There is, a, there is a physicality, an earthness, a rootedness to soul. But, but there's something then that connects us with a bigger picture with mm. with that sense of the more that that we, we we feel there must be to life but sometimes we struggle to connect with it in those moments in those kind of soulful moments we're connected i think to the life that god created mm. us to live and participate in but often we only get glimmers and glimpses of that oh that is oh that is beautiful and just hearing you speak i can smell that smell and you're absolutely yeah. right it it kind of nourishes you. Oh, that's a beautiful reading of Genesis. I've never, I've never understood it in that way. That the breath of life, yeah, creates it creates a soul. That's that is stunning. I suppose, I mean, I, I love it that you've mentioned that because people listening to this, we are youth ministers. Now we might be volunteer youth ministers. We might be working with young people very much in a Christian context. We might be working in a um, a pupil referral unit with young people who yeah. are not asking questions about faith particularly. And yet this this area of soul, the inner life, um, the awe and the wonder, that is something I think that we are all so interested in to kind of nurture that with young people. So I would love to hear you talk to us a little bit about how do we make our youth ministry, whether it's with Christian young people or not, how do we tap into the soulfulness? Or how do we help young people explore their soul? Yeah, it's such a such a great question, isn't it? And um, I, I think this is where, partly where the mindful bit comes in as yeah. well, because mindfulness is, is, is really helpful, just like what we might call contemplative Christian spirituality is helpful in, in just helping us to to slow down and pause and um, and and reconnect in 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 some way to yeah. uh, to that sense of the more that there is to life. So recently, I went into a church and, and worked with with forty or fifty or more young people, teenagers, who were feeling really really pressured. Mm. Um, it was exam time. And they were, I spoke to a lot of them, they were just feeling the weight of expectations. They, 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 some of them felt as though they were clinging onto life by their fingernails yeah. and just, just trying to get through each week. And, 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 and what I did with them was, I mean, it was in a Christian context, it was in church, but we, I just really gently led them into some space where we could be still, where we could uh, uh, bring our attention to our breathing. That just immediately calms you down. Um, just brings you back into the present yeah. moment. It helps yeah. you to wake up, and um, and then just led them into a way of connecting then with God in stillness yeah. and silence, in in a way that goes beyond maybe the sort of more of the entertainment that we yeah. sometimes do 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 with our, our young people. So so that, for instance, was I spoke to a lot of them afterwards. They found it profoundly helpful. But then but then. There's something that goes beyond just being still and being calm. Um, one, one thing that most of us struggle with in life is that constant chatter in our mind that tells yes. us, yes. Uh, that, that, that goes over and over and over either the to-do list or what's happened in the past, what's happening in the future, doesn't let us rest happily in the moment. And often it will just whisper unkind things to us. Oh, you were never good at any good at that. Oh, everybody's so much better. So one, one good thing that mindfulness does is through just some simple techniques such as being still, breathing, things like that, it helps us to quieten that chatter down and just 
be within the moment. But then I think as Christians, we have a really compelling distinctive, and that is that, 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 that beyond the chatter of the mind lies, you know, that fullness of who God has created mm. us to be. And then it becomes an adventure, discovering more about the hidden depths of, of, of who we are, our strengths, our gifts, our passions, our calling, discovering more about how we can relate to each other beyond the ego as soul calls to soul or deep calls to deep. And then what we can do with that in terms of our life's work. Mm. And I think that I think that these these moments of awakening that we have, just like you know, I was talking about the the the, the smelling the bread or, or or fresh coffee. It might be it might be. I stood under uh, outside at about midnight the other night and watched a meteor shower. It oh, was just well, an amazing yes. uh, an amazing moment. Uh, or it might even be some really shocking or bad news that you get that that that, that someone you love is is terminally ill. We have these moments of profound awakening where, mm. um, where our soul stirs and we are connected to that sense of life is more than mm. my phone. Life is more than the rigmarole of going to school. Life is more than just how many likes I get on mm. Facebook or whatever it is. So, so, so I think for me then, it becomes, I, I, th I think there's something about how can we help young people yes. to into the sense of adventure and life in its fullness that, that mm. Jesus said that he, he came to bring us. And those, those profound, soulful moments of awakening that we have that so often just slip through our fingers, I think we can help young people to rediscover mm. a sense of awe and wonder, as well as composure, assuredness uh, in, in who they are, mm. so that they can begin to see that life is more than just surviving from one week to the next or, you know, the number of likes that we get on social media. This is so brilliant. I know that so many of our listeners, Bri, they listen to this podcast on the train or on the car and I know they've pulled over the car right now and they're jotting this stuff down because it's just, <laughs> it's so rich. And I was thinking actually, one thing that I do as a youth worker, and I, I can hear myself doing it, I know how flawed it is, but... I can hear myself saying to the young people I work with, like, you know, how can I help you unhook from all this social media? And, and, I, and I operate a very sort of academic, head-to-head -head kind of, if we can help young reason this and, and help right. people, then it'll change it. But actually, the beautiful challenge you're bringing actually is, is when we tap into that soul space and the, the question of, is there more? Is there more to life? What does this look like? Then yeah. suddenly it changes the whole conversation. We create spaces for the more than to kind of stick its head above our lives and go, yeah, the radar changes, doesn't it? Rach, it's so true. And, and, and there's a guy called E.F. Schumacher who, who, who uh, wrote a book called Less is More uh, some time ago. And um, he, he says that um, an ounce of experience is worth far more than a ton of theory. Wow. And what I found, whether it's whether it's lead, leading um, driven uh, chief executives or young people working for the Prince's Trust or um, officers in the Royal Air Force, um, the most crucial, 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 and I'll say it one more time, crucial thing <laughs> To, 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 to remember is that it's when you pause to experience um, uh, uh, stillness with God, for example, yes. uh, or when, when you get yourself outside and um, 
stand in some woodland or when you dare to even to write the song that's been kind of you know flowing in you and you've just been too busy you write this song and you just feel connected whatever it is it's it's then that the adventure begins that's yeah. a starting off point but yeah. without that it's just talk and 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 this is where it's re re really important because a lot of us so many of us christians and and leaders you, you know yes. youth leaders leaders of churches whatever we can only lead our young people into this space if we are willing to go there first mm -hmm. you cannot tell people to jump over the fence and i'll watch you you've got to climbing over the fence first mm -hmm. and and it's so difficult because so many of us don't want to stop for so many different reasons we're driven we don't like the that we in, we in particular we don't like the stillness and the silence because the moment we stop that chatter starts up in our mind the, the to-do list the distractions the self-talk and so we'd rather just keep the radio on or keep the telly on or just keep moving so it's actually learning to inhabit some of those small sustainable moments of stillness experiencing that deeper richer sense of connection with god and building on that mm. but then it equips us to lead other people into those small bite-sized moments of experience that you can then begin to build on that is absolutely right and i think you're you're so right we say that as leaders a lot don't we that we can't take young people where we're not prepared to go and we often we often mean being up front, um, the adventure, being out ahead of the game, but actually the challenge that you're bringing is, it's that, that inner space. If, 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 this is, if this adventure is flowing from that safe space of, actually, I've, I've faced myself in the silence and it's okay. You know, I've, I've allowed those yeah. voices to drop and it's okay. Um, God's gentle whisper is okay, it's enough. I think that's so yeah. powerful. And we've, we talk quite a lot on this sort of podcast that you, um, about Martin and I, we sort of li list our litanies of, um, of uh, getting everything wrong and the, and the imposter voice. Because actually we know that as leaders, we, we struggle with this all the time. And we know that the dear folk that tune in who give their lives in service of young people, it's something that just plagues all of us. So, so I'll tell you what, before... Um, before we can kind of get our little grubby mitts on some of the things that you do that we could use our young people, I really want to flag up to people listening that actually Brian, he writes um, these wonderful Lent and Advent reflections, these soulful kind of interruptions. And it's an email series and people can get that for free, Brian, or for very, 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 very cheap, actually, I think, compared to what you'd be paying for other stuff. But people can, can access that via your website. Is that right? Yeah, I think um, I mean, all, 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 all the resources that I that I can offer, you can get through the website, which is uh, briandraper.org, briandraper.org. I, I, I suggest a deno de donation for um, for any of my work, but uh, number one, you don't have to, to, to pay at all, wow. and, and, and number two, we can always sort out just cheap group rates so wow. that you know if you're a, if if you want to do something with your church or your your young people then um you know mm. we can just sort something out that's that's that, that that's manageable Amazing. but i i love i love the idea of the soulful interruptions that's that's yes. what they are just moments yes. of inspiration each day over 40 days in lent you know lent is coming up on starts on the 14th of december uh, february valentine's brilliant. day so very soon um, brilliant very soon so people and get get linked into that and the other thing as well and i have actually brought some youth workers on this and it was so amazing you also do these o to autumn walks don't you where we you we actually get to be with you and we go for a lovely walk around 
a beautiful area where you live or and so I think people can find out more about some really interesting innovative ways that you help people explore sovereignty so leaders listening I, I think we need to do this for ourselves don't we we need to kind of take this stuff on board and I really want to encourage you to kind of get your heart wide open and get some of this stuff in your life because it's so so helpful but as well as this part I mean you dropped in there that you just hung out with 40 or 50 young people oh my goodness and you did some of this stuff so can we can we get hold of some of that or are you can we get in touch with you and find out more because it sounds like we could be doing some of this stuff with just yeah I, I'd absolutely love to help anyone who 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 is keen to learn or you know, youth groups or churches, just the really simple stuff of, of, of learning to be still and maybe even thinking about rhythms of energy. I've done some work with young people around our rhythms of energy because it's contemplation and, and, mm. and it's not all about stopping what you're doing. It's about finding soulful rhythms so that actually your action, the stuff that you do in your life is sharper mm. and has clarity and has power. So it's building in soulful rhythms so that you can restore your energy and do that in a way that feeds your soul. So, yeah. you know, I'd love to come and talk to, to anyone who, who wants to hear about how to find soulful rhythms of um, uh, grace and, uh, and, and yeah. how to bring stillness into uh, your, your your busy schedules. Yes, really? I do. Give us oh, a shout. That's so awesome. And uh, you've got you've got a book out which people can buy on Waterstones. They can buy online called um, Soulfulness. So Brian Draper's written a book called Soulfulness. And when my husband Jason knew that I was interviewing you today, he pulled it back out of our shelf and was reading it last night. I said, actually, wait, this stuff's really good. So <laughs> guys, uh, get a hold of this. This is brilliant. And the other little thing I want to just drop in there is that there might be some youth workers who are so old like I am that they remember the kind of the alt worship movement and live on planet earth and sacred spaces you were really instrumental in developing and also the labyrinth many of us eventually yeah. that became a resource but that was sort of your your soul child really so Bri, thank you so much for all that you have sort of poured into the youth ministry world many of us wouldn't know that you have been behind a number of things that we've used but how exciting that actually what you're developing now i think is going to be really life-bringing because we're working with often young people who What's the opposite of soulfulness? I don't know, but maybe just feel a passivity and a death and a kind of a, a kind of lethargic, like there is nothing more and this is all there is and actually what there is is fearful and why would I yeah. do anything? So actually this is really exciting that we had the opportunity to kind of speak into that space. So Brian, thank you so much. So remind us of your website again. It's briandraper.org. briandraper.org. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank, thank you for having me. Go well. Well, I know that Brian is part of the Go Well Brigade. I love it. I know it's that at the end. You you love Go I Well, love don't you? I love Go Well. It's so lovely. I think it's people who've spoken at Christian events. They end like that, don't they? Go well. <laughs> go well now. Our time is done. <laughs> Our time is done. Go well. Go I've well. Heard, I've I heard you do that. Do you want to go well? I don't. I, I always. Go on. You know that with my bladder, I always need to go. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Mindfulness. So interesting. This, I mean, it's still very much on vogue. Still very much a sort of a, um, uh, a topic. When you think about spirituality, mm. it seems to be at the sort of top of uh, the tip of people's tongues now. Mm. People are quite comfortable with the idea of mindfulness. So, mm. 
So it, it feels to me like, um, I, don't, I don't know if this is true with young people, but with adults, it seems like quite a good evangelistic frontier mm, mm. to start thinking about mindfulness and um, uh, a sort of safe uh, spirituality, which is also a bit... Now, what's interesting about Brian is he's actually, um, he goes a bit further than, mm. than mind. Mm. And it's not just about something out there. It's also about your body as mm. well, which is, mm. which is quite interesting, isn't it? So do you, do you think with young people, mm. this is actually a, a, a route to evangelism? Is this a way that we can start having conversations about I, Well, I think this absolutely is a route to life, isn't it? I think what I find quite intriguing about what Brian writes is that he, he gives a very good theology of the body in the way that evangelicalism, we don't really have a theology no. of the body. And so our arguments feel quite hollow and our kind of appeal to young people around sexual health and mm. around drugs and alcohol and everything feels really empty and hollow. Mm. It just sounds like a make sure the outside looks okay. Yeah. Bri would say that our body, our, our bones, our flesh gives physical expression to our soul. Mm. Um, and so I think... I, I've never really jumped on the mindful bandwagon. I, I think I think it's absolutely good. But I think what Bry does to me is he absolutely roots this in soulfulness, that at, we are soul. Mm. So um, th- this is who we are. And actually how God speaks to us is in stillness. Mm. How God's preferred way often of speaking to us is in the quiet and the stillness. And yet we live in an age that mitigates against that all the time. Mm. Um, and that wants to pull that rug under our feet and, and flood our lives with so much noise that we mm. can't hear the still small voice of God. And so we are agitated and fearful and anxious and paranoid. And that absolutely is young people. So I think what soulfulness does for me is it doesn't give us language to explain to young people, stop using your phone. It actually kind of presents us with this is a new way of being and help your young people be different. Mm. Don't talk mm. to them about being quiet be quiet with them. Don't talk to them about switching off their phone. Go somewhere where the phones are not the adventure. Mm. Have a bigger adventure. Mm. So I think Brian's a great... I mean, he's the first to say he's not a youth worker. But he really is agitating, I think. If we, if we would listen to these, these sorts of voices, particularly in the evangelical world, he will, it agitates a lot of why we do what we do. And I think I listen to him and think that theology of, of soul actually I think is what needs to be much more in the middle of our sexual health mm. information, you know, stuff with young people mm. uh, we just talk to them as if they are bodies and minds but they're souls and so what yeah. happens to their bodies touches their souls and, I, and, and so I think that really matters mm. yeah. so we've had a lot of clever people oh, on the podcast really recently we've got really clever so people coming up in the next few weeks yeah. we should feel intimidated yeah. frankly We're the, but the performing monkeys that go on ahead of the real, uh, real brains deal. But um, I, I just want to flag up something that we're doing. So we're launching uh, something new, because uh, we, we don't do that enough. We're launching <laughs> yeah. something new in a couple of weeks. And, uh, and that is an annual lecture, an annual youth ministry lecture, um, which is going to be taking place at St. Melitus College in London uh, on the evening, early evening of uh, Monday, the 19th of February, so just after half term. Uh, so two weeks today. And, uh, and I just want to... You know, make a little plea. There are probably a few tickets left at this They're point. They're going quite quickly, aren't they? They are yeah. gone, uh, nearly gone. But we have got a few tickets yeah. left as we speak. Um, and uh, and please, if you can come along to that and be part of a crowd that is wrestling mm. with a big question uh, for youth ministry, then please do come and be part of it. It's free. You just have to go to our website, which is on this piece of paper. Producer Rachel is pointing at a piece of paper, and I can't see where it says it. 
It's oh, it says it at the bottom. Look, the professionalism. Yes. Uh, evaporated there, didn't it? It did. It's uh, it's at youthscape.co.uk slash lecture. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. We got there, oh, but we were with you. We were cheering oh, you on. Gosh, we this were, podcast. We were with you. Yeah. Right to that point, it's been so slick. Yeah. We've been so good today, and I, it's unravelled. Like like a like a marathon runner who breaks down just short of the line and falls flat on his face. I, I think we need to switch this off and go and sit in a little quiet corner and listen to our souls. Be a bit Martin. soulful. We need to be a bit soulful. Um, I, I, so anyway, it's We'd called. Love you to come. Yes. It's called the stories in which we find ourselves, and it is about uh, young people, the digital revolution, and a mission in 2018 and beyond. Uh, and it is a lecture in three parts. It's quite innovative. So we have Lana Pottle uh, from Youthscape, who is a real expert in youth culture. She absolutely breathes this stuff mm. every, every day and lives it every day. So she's going to just set the scene. Uh, and then we've got uh, Dr. John McDade, who is a brilliant uh, theologian, uh, who's going to come and unpack what this all means uh, for young people's identity and sense of self and what's really going on at a mm. deep level. And then the performing monkey comes out of the end and wraps it all up with a few yeah. jokes. So I'll, Martin, I'll do a bit at the end. You'll be brilliant. And I, and I think again, you know, this topic is so important. These speakers are so brilliant. But yet again, I just think we as the youth ministry community need to fight to get to be with each other, don't we? Yeah. I mean, these are the days where any opportunity we have to hang out yeah. um, and be part of a big community, let's make the most of it. So get a babysitter, get a dog sitter, get a fish sitter. It's free. Get yourself into London. There's loads of great places around to eat good food. So yeah. get a bit early, get a little bit of a budget from your youth work. Yeah. Can I come and join you? That'd be really nice. Um, and, and let's join, let's be there. Let's be part of the conversation. It really matters that all our voices, all our souls are there. Shall we finish with a couple of shout outs? Yes, let's do it. Uh, it's uh, hello to Ollie Deeks and the whole family yeah brilliant uh, hello to Alia Pike yeah and the Manchester and guys Nazarene College yep right across the waves yes our friends at Nyack College we think you're awesome Professor Dr King Len Kegler King Len Kegler oh I just love him can we just get him back to next year's National Youth Ministry Weekend just to hang out in the team lounge well we just, have to now don't we well he was just such a beautiful presence in the team lounge some All people right. just ooze can't All be right. lovely Len please come back please that come is back. your invitation that is your invitation. <laughs> that's your speaker invitation has anyone ever been invited by podcast I don't know, I don't know. I don't also know. Barack Obama if you're listening yes you please come out. and you speak at the National Youth Ministry Weekend in November we'll be back next week No, I know that might help me to focus more. <laughs>